straightens up for a goal in game number 150. And he hits it beautifully. Martin won it down. Isaac Smith read it beautifully and kicks one on the right boot. You don't see that too often, but a very effective finish. Roughhead in all kinds of space. O'Brien heading for the goal square, and he can take the mark and bang one through. Unselfish stuff from Ruffy. Burton off hands again. Burgoyne just puts it into space for Burton. It's straightened up beautifully. Put it out in front of Henderson, allowing him to run onto it and have a shot from 50. And he bangs it home, does Henderson. Yes, Hawthorne made it three wins from their past four games, recording a 38-point mauling of the Brisbane Lions in what was a scrappy affair down in Tassie. But it did come at a cost with some of our best players unavailable this week. Yes, we've got plenty to get through this episode. Hello, I'm Nick Mason, and welcome to the most must-hear podcast for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. And joining me is a man who took over the live tweeting duties while I was in Kangaroo Valley for the weekend. And he did a damn fine job of it too. G'day, Tiz. Yep. Only lost two followers. Terrific. <laughs> well, we lost two followers and we gained quite a few. Yeah, but how many put us on mute? That's the other question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can't tell, can we? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we'll just take it and run. I guess <laughs> we've surpassed four hundred. Thank you to everyone who's gotten on board. At Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to go to follow us on Twitter, and also you can like and comment and subscribe and race and, and do all that great stuff review us on itunes yeah. interact tell us we're wrong yeah it's great <laughs> yeah some people have been known to do that oh, it's, I, it's I tweeted out i tweeted out a little you know the team that hawthorne would take in after all these injuries yep geez i cop something <laughs> no, did you really <laughs> no not really because i I've there's a lot of that. where's wilsmore well and, uh, yeah we're still yeah. asking that yeah that's true and they keep writing him up they really do yeah they absolutely keep on hyping Haw- him hawthornefc.com.au who's most likely this week First name, yeah, Wills it's Moore. always Wills Moore. He's, I can't wait for Dallas to run out. Oh, it'll be great. Such a good name. I mean, it's going to be the week they don't hype him up. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just suddenly be in the side. Oh, absolutely. But we will get to the teams. Uh, you know, speaking of your tweeting, Tiz, I enjoyed it so much that uh-huh. I think you might need to stick at it. You might need to take the tweeting reins for a while yet. You're much quicker with the tweets, though. No, I am. I, all I'm saying is, uh, you know... If things... And you'd do them at the ground. I'd have no chance <laughs> doing them at the ground. Yeah, I, I, I go all right at them. But all I'm saying is, if, if things really pick up in my <laughs> career, you know, it's, I, I just... This is, yeah. I paid a visit to Channel 7, you know. <laughs> That was documented on Twitter. I can reveal it was yeah, me. It was you. That strolled down to the Docklands. I wish I'd gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. So I was at Channel 7. You sent me a terrific picture. It looked like you're on the set of Star Trek. Yeah, that was all, like the reception type area. It looked like that bit in Moonraker, <laughs> James Bond <laughs> film. And yeah, it was some like almost like a NASA space station. The amount of monitors and. So uh, you're being interviewed? What's. Well, yeah, that, that was kind of the thing. So. Basically, I, I'd attended um, a taping of Front Bar with Mick Molloy, Sam Pang and Andy Ma. You might recognise his laugh track. Yep. <laughs> so, because I'd signed up to be in the audience of that, I guess I was put on some sort of footy-related Channel 7 mailing list. So, oh. in comes my inbox. Um, an email is basically designed to round up members of all different clubs to offer up their opinions on the game of Aussie rules. Uh, you know, pretty lighthearted stuff. It's, it's for the kick, right? It's Channel 7's pre-game show that airs Saturday evenings right before the bounce. So, you know, it's just they're going to fire some questions at me. And they... Uh, Are you allowed to preview any of this? or No. Did well, you sign a contract to say... Oh, mate, there was, there's, there, there was no NDA. <laughs> there was like... Um, yeah, there's no forms or anything. I signed nothing. Really? Like, so no you, no you release just, forms, nothing. So you could become a meme tomorrow. <laughs> you've you've <laughs> instilled so much fear into me because you knew what I was going in there for. And you're like, just watch it, Chief. You can just become a it. meme. <laughs> if you're a little too arrogant, if you're a little too on, yeah. you'll become a meme in no time. It, you know, it's still a possibility. Some of the questions uh, I had... Be, I'll try it because I'll be tweeting. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get it going. That'd be typical. Yeah. Uh, some of the questions I had, it's all pretty lighthearted stuff so it's just stuff like um what will the grand final entertainment be this year Sex, sexiest player that kind of thing yeah sort of you can feel free to answer these i'm going to rattle a few <laughs> okay. off because look i'm not going to make it so indulgent as to rattle off my what answers you yeah, and you wouldn't want to anticipate it would you no no people have to tune in tis yeah mind you you're going to have to tune in 
Well, they're they're apparently going to let me know. They're going to email me when you're when on. I'm due to be on. Ah. But it's not going to be one specific week. Like it's it's me and uh, whoever else was there for the shoot. Like a bunch of other fans of other. Oh, which other clubs were there with you? Oh well, mate. In reception when I got there, um, there was Essendon and Richmond. I thought we don't need their views. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear from them. <laughs> but uh, no, no, it will be interesting to see whereabouts I pop up in the season and what questions I use. I, I, I hope I gave them something good. You did You did flick me a question. Who's the bloke in Adelaide with the blonde nut? <laughs> it looks like he's been dipped in yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Rory Atkins. Yeah, I got that question. Uh, who has the worst haircut in the league? And I did promptly respond, Rory Atkins. Here, here we go. I'll fire some off at you and you see how you go. Um, what do you think of the deliberate out-of-bounds rule? Love it. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> Well, no hesitation. Just, just for the meme value. <laughs> <laughs> well, naturally. Um, which player would you like to see at your club? Uh, Jager Ramirez. <laughs> did you actually? You didn't say I that, didn't did you? Say that. <laughs> I said Anthony, uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is a genuine well answer. Played, yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, let's go to another one. We'll do two more. Uh, which coach would you most like to live next door to? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was a curly one. I didn't expect that. Um, I pointed out that Al Clarkson would be a nightmare. Just cause the walls <laughs> would be caved in. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's got to be Brendan Bolton. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he's happiest, always so happy. Happiest man in AFL. It's got to be Brendan. Yeah. Uh, no, here's the final question. The one that, um, that tickled my fancy the most. This one amused me. Who's the more attractive Scott brother, Brad or Chris? Wow. Yeah, there's literally a question they asked me. Even I was really stumped with that one. You know, getting on the tram afterwards and going home, that was the one that really stuck in my head. I'm like... Did you have a light bulb moment where you were like, that's what I should have said? Well, well, clearly... You know, like BT after every match? <laughs> well, you know, you know, who's more attractive? I mean, you know... Imagine just having Brad sort of sidle up to you and whispers you can't even tell the sweet difference. nothings of umpire complaints in your ears. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty hot stuff. <laughs> Who couldn't get around that? This is awful. <laughs> yeah, this is what uh, people this is, this this is is, what people tune in for. This is mental torture right now. <laughs> well, tune into the kick. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> uh, I think it starts 6.30 p.m. on Saturday nights, but I'll be on eventually. I'll be sure to tweet out when I know yeah. I'm going to be on. So my inevitable superstardom is almost here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I'm saying is you might have to carry the Did tweets Did you have to wear the while. colours and everything? They asked me to wear the scarf at least, so I brought right. my scarf along. I had a Hawthorne tee. But um, yes, yeah, with very, the three peat um, all over it. Oh, I didn't take that one. Oh, no, no. Okay. But you'll be glad to know I gave some very Hawthorne fan answers. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh I, I very much lived up to the, did to the you, cliche. Um, did you cross promote? <laughs> no, I really wanted to. I tell you what, I did do. There are some things I really, um, it, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast and then sees me on the kick at any point, they'll go, "Yeah, that's him." You could tell. It's me, because no one else, like not not the Essendon fans, not the Richmond fans, not even any other Hawthorne fans are being asked, who wins the Brownlow? No one else is replying, Tall Cyril. <laughs> They're not going to know what that is. Then, well, I said Jack Fitzpatrick. Oh, right. You, of course, yeah. yeah. The, the we got a like from Jack. We did. <laughs> it's great to have him on board. Yeah, he's had a rough week. I hope he got a kick out of that spiel you did yeah no well i'm glad he liked it you know what the, the real tragedy was listening back to it mm. uh poor old hendo you didn't get his weight wrong did you i didn't get his weight wrong no, we always weight exactly right okay, according good. to the records um <laughs> no the, the tragedy of it was uh poor ricky henderson mm. who we sort of brushed over in favor of this grandiose introduction yeah. of fitzpatrick and Hendo he sort of com- stole a show. Hendo comes out and goes, well, stuff you. I'll show you. I'll kick three goals and be one of the best on ground. The Phantom. The Phantom has returned. <laughs> we'll need him going forward. I tell you what, who do we have left? I wonder if he knows how he got that nickname. Oh, boy. Do you reckon it's gone that far? Tall Cyril's catching on, but I don't know about the Phantom. Let's get the Phantom happening. <laughs> now, M10, a few tweets about that. Well, I don't know where that came from. How did that suddenly... I don't know. That sort of came like a bolt from the blue. Someone today. asked uh, where the chants were coming from at the ground, I think. Yeah. And you've been part of it for a long time, so... Yeah, over a decade. Yeah, M10 at the MCG is um, is kind of like my home. They're my people. Um, the standing room there. And it's kind of like... 
soccer hooliganism minus the violence. Like we have chants and stuff for all the players and, and songs it's, it's when they standing give a goal. room, so you don't have any seats to rip out the <laughs> It is standing room. I can see how that might dissuade people from checking it out. <laughs> but uh no, I've been doing it for about a decade and um they're fantastic people. And it's a lot of you know, a lot of the things that happen around the ground um, you know, Bruce, for instance, Luke Bruce, that chant that's caught on, Bruce, there it is, mm-hmm. that is actually an M10 thing. Um, the thing about that is it originated from uh, Benny McGlynn when he was at Hawthorne, and I think his nickname was Hoopy. So, uh, Hoopy? Yeah, something, or Hoops McGlynn or something okay. like that. Yeah, so at the time, the, his song was literally just a modified version, like, uh, like Hoops, there it is. Which is based on the, um, I think the the early '90s single by Tag Team called "Whoop." There it is. So wow. d- yeah, we're getting deep. This is a deep dive. Yeah, the no- intellectualization of chance at AFL games. Is, <laughs> is this finally the week we alienate all of our listeners? <laughs> I feel it's been the clock has been ticking on that one. Anyway, you, what you're saying is come on over. Well, you come on over to M10. It's I was about to say it's not always packed. Not this year. Uh, there's Ooh. been a few drop-offs, I think. But uh, you know, if you happen to recognize me, Tiz won't be there. <laughs> I think he's too good for it. Yeah. Standing with the plebs. And no one gives you the lyrics. I'm just sort of no, no, open-mouthing. No, that's right. No one gives you the lyrics. I should say, this is a community born out of the online forum Hawk Headquarters. So, yeah, anyone who's part of that, hello, g'day. Glad you're uh, you're listening and joining us. We very much appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's all born out of an online community that started in the early 2000s, and it's been going strong. It's it's just something really special. It's it's really awesome. I'd love to be part of it. So if you're keen, come down, check it out, and get amongst it. You, you won't know the lyrics at first, but you will learn. Oh, boy, will you learn with every goal that's kicked. <laughs> now, um, shall we get to the game that was played on the weekend? Yeah, it was a pretty good performance by the boys, all told, especially um, considering the injuries and when they happened and yeah, ran yeah. out the game well. Now, as I said at the top of the program, I was in Kangaroo Valley. I missed it. I was there for a wedding, and I did happen to check the scores every now and again. I yeah. couldn't help myself. One thing I did notice right at the top of the game, Dan Howe. What, what was going on there? Yeah, he had a hell of a he game. He had a terrific opening quarter, didn't he? Just yeah. Amazing. He exploded out of the blocks. That was great to see. Yeah. That's the kind of thing we're looking for, isn't it, from these young fellas, just to get their uh, confidence going. And, and, I mean, he he fell out of the game at the end, you know. He just sort of faded. But he really set it up really strong over the ball. And, uh, I don't know, he, he had people looking, you know, <laughs> around, just making sure. I think he, he does um, provide quite a physical presence around mm. the packs, mm. um, which for a young bloke is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now looking at our best once again, Tom Mitchell leading the way, 36 yep. disposals, 13 of them contested. Uh, Liam Shields, great in his 150th. Yeah, he missed that see. set shot, and then he kicked a really Shieldsy-like goal running into the 50. It's it's always great to see a milestone man kick a goal on that special day. It's it's just really fun to watch. 25 touches. He ran at only 56% efficiency, which is not great, but nevertheless, he was second best to field for us. Yeah, so, for an inside mid, that's not unheard of. Yeah, absolutely. We highlighted Henderson. Uh, of course, <laughs> really showed us in the end. He, oh. ma- he managed 21 touches and great return in front of goal. He kicked 3-1. Yeah, he's a great kick. Yeah, really he's, he kick. definitely is. Uh, and they dropped him earlier in the year, and there are a few questions about why that was. And Yeah, I, I didn't get that. I didn't really think that he got his chance, but I'm glad he's back in the side now. And didn't he make the most of that Well, he was using his possessions a lot better on the weekend, I, f- mm. I felt. And getting into positions where he was more attacking. Mm-hmm not drifting around the back of the pack for a, a sort of short kick. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's um, it's funny. It takes him about six weeks when they come to the club to look any good. It is true. That does seem to be the way. I, I definitely agree with that. Apart from Tom Mitchell, obviously. He's well, yeah, he's going gangbusters, but he's improving. You can see the improvement every week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, now, we're going to take a look at big boy Ben McAvoy, who just continues to... Go about his merry way and having he's the enjoying the role, isn't he? He yeah. really is loving it. Uh, Eighteen touches, thirteen of those contested, so that actually equaled Tom Mitchell for the day. Wow, which is pretty good. Well, he had questions asked after round two, you know. Yeah, and he's really stepped up. Oh, he hasn't even looked back. It's been great. Now with McAvoy on fire, on fire, I didn't see the game, obviously. Um, how did Tall Cyril play? 
They didn't look for him a lot. <laughs> okay. The game sort of went around Jack Fitzpatrick. He You had those days sometimes, I yeah. guess. And when he did get his opportunities, he um he looked a bit fumbly. Mm. But uh he, he provided a target sometimes and it we we won the possession from the from the um contested ball, but um he didn't really impose himself on the game in any way. And late in the game he got he got a head knock, which mm. is um Really, he's really felt it this week. He's got a history of that too. So yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Uh, d- but he was ripping it up in the VFL and was just a. He was. He was. Well, that's he, what Clarkson said. A lot of people, uh, as soon as Fitzpatrick was elevated, everyone looked right at Vickery and said, "Well, yeah, mate, how far have you fallen <laughs> yeah. for for this rookie to be elevated beyond it?" But but Clarkson came out and said, "Well, it you, was you a got, form line. Yeah, you got to reward the big guys that have." done the best for the most amount of weeks which is pretty fair in my book that's how it works right well on on the Anzac day he was phenomenal he really did earn the role <laughs> you know that the name tall Cyril that day indeed he did now I want to take a look at Blake Hardwick who we um I don't know we gave a lot of props to the week before quite yeah. a week this week it quite must a be week, said but I saw in saw in the ratings this week he's uh top five for disposal efficiency and um you know, that's ridiculously good for such a young man. Well, it is indeed. He ran at 100% efficiency on the weekend against Brisbane as well. Only the five touches, yeah. you know, but if you're only going to have five, make sure you nail them, which is exactly <laughs> what Blake Hardwick did. Uh, now, we must give special mention to one guy in particular who's just in sensational Who form. Who could this be? <laughs> well, I think everyone knows. I think everyone is starting to get on the bandwagon for Ryan Burden. Oh, that's right. We have two competing bandwagons now. We had one for O'Brien last week, <laughs> and now we have one for Ryan Burden. But but he must have one. He must. He's in sensational form. And uh, one of our followers, Bobby Rowe, got in touch with us with some stats courtesy of footywire.com. Don't mind giving them a plug. Now, comparing Burton's numbers to previous Rising Star winners, he looks very good indeed. Um, take- yeah, but you've got to remember, it's a political award. Is it a political award? Oh, come on. It's just sending, you know, hope to these destitute clubs. That's, <laughs> I guess that's, that's how, how that Reese Palmer it gets an award over Cyril Rioli. That was the most ridiculous decision of all bloody... T- anyway, but hopefully he wins it and it doesn't discredit it by giving it to someone else this year. Sorry, I was too preoccupied trying to make a, a Reese lightning joke <laughs> with my best John Travolta impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it by the end of the program, listeners. Don't then, you worry about that. just insert it back in with the editing. Well, that's the beauty <laughs> of doing post-prod myself, Tiz. I can do that. <laughs> Make it seamless. <laughs> Although I, somehow I don't think a joke for Reese Palmer's worth it. I probably won't go back. Uh, no, let's look at Burden's figures. Now, his average kicks per game is the best since Buckley back in 1993. Now, we're looking at other rising star winners, of course. That's the context here. So... In the Rising Star Stakes, mm-hmm. he's, he's average kicks best since Buckley, which, you know, how many years ago Buckley was that? Buckley won a Norm and a Brownlow. Did he get a Brownlow? Uh, Buckley did win a Brownlow, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the last of his achievements. Oh. <laughs> Come on. I'm, you I'm know genuinely this ep- surprised that he's still <laughs> coaching Collingwood this round. <laughs> I know, right? Because you tipped he wasn't going to be. Oh, well, look, we've got plenty of low blows in store. We'll get to them later. Now, let's get back to Ryan Burden. Uh, average disposals per game, 21.4, which is the best since uh, O'Meara. Yep. Yeah, 21.6 back in 2013, average disposals. Now, Burton leads average effective disposals per game since the stat was first recorded in 1998. Right. So, you know, not only is he finding the footy, he's a bloody good user of it as well in terms of the rising star stakes. And he averages 90 champion data points since the stat was first recorded in 2005. Yeah, this all underlines the dearth of young talent we have at Hawthorne. Mm. Yeah, that the media goes on about. <laughs> don't, um, they, don't they love it as well? And that with the VFL side being five and zip, you know, you can understand yeah. their concerns for us. <laughs> some facetiousness in the room here. <laughs> but, you know, earned. I mean, it's so much doom and gloom. And now we've got a, a youth policy due to injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a policy that was implemented by force. Yeah, well, 
It's gonna well. Well, that's one way to get it done. They're gonna step up or they're not, you know. And we'll we'll be able to judge. We're gonna have a look at the team in just a moment. First, I want to get to some questions and comments from Twitter uh, at Hawk Talk Pod, and a few came through because at, at the end of the day, it was uh, a pretty good win, you know. I, I hear it was a scrappy game against Brisbane, but in the end, we ran out winners uh, 17-11, 113 to Brisbane's 11-9-75. So pretty well, comfortable, what's that, 38-point winners? Am I right? Yeah, that seems 38 points. Well, the reason it was so scrappy was Clarko and Fagan were just nullifying each other's best weapons the well, whole day. I tell you what, they did that with their tantrums. Fagan's like, oh, oh, I've got a tantrum, and Clarko's like, no, I've got a tantrum. <laughs> I taught you everything you know about tantrums. It, there were some great cutaways. Uh, it's fantastic. But that, that Eric Hipwood, the, yeah. they just kicked to him the whole time. Shaggy didn't get a look. Uh, and yet we still couldn't, you know, oh, that young nullify hippo. him. That young hippo. I reckon he's got something, hippo. Uh, he looks a bit uh, of a freak. His reach he's, is ridiculous. He's going to be something. But in the end, he wasn't enough and we, we did run well, away with it. that's why the difference was um, Smith and Henderson for us. They were, yeah, they were both unlikely good. scorers and they never thought to... Guard them on the outside of the pack. I mean, it was interesting that Fagan had um, Smith tagged, mm. so he obviously rates him as very, very important to our yeah, side. Yeah, didn't do much. He snagged two goals. So yeah, but he, he, you know, they were trying to prevent the run. And what happened with that? Mm. Hartung got off the leash a bit, and he really played a great game, one of his best. Yeah, well, well there so you go. Uh, he stepped up, and it's just, it's just good that there was an evenness of effort. And mm. we got a result out of it, but at the end of the day, we were those injuries down, yeah. and Brisbane got a few easy goals and brought the margin back. Well, one of our followers, Tim, got in touch with us. He wasn't happy with the game at all. He said, "Fans should get a refund. What a stinker of a game! Was well, it that bad? Did there I... wouldn't have been that many fans at the ground, to be honest. No, apparently it was a bit depleted well, uh, of attendees. You can't really blame them after well, seeing this and killed the game. Well, I mean, which which crowd was bigger? Was the the game in Shanghai did that attract more of an interest or actually I'm not sure on that it, it, <laughs> it'd be interesting we to see. should absolutely look that up yeah if anyone knows tweet at us at Hawk Talk but Pod. of course according to um, Gill yeah they were uh, getting beers at the time and they couldn't get yeah, them in the stand they had to get them sort of in the marquees that yeah they had so, off so, camera yeah so um, yeah whenever the camera was on the stands yeah, no one was and there people were wandering out to look at this. No, spectacle, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Not slaughter. Uh. Uh, we're going to take a comment from Al Stocks uh, saying, if Robertson was playing park footy without cameras, he would have been hospitalised by now after all the crap he's pulled today. Yeah, it was good to see Smith get off that report. Uh, we never ever saw any footage of it, not on the no. Fox footy, not in the... AFL media, nothing. Now, now, Robertson, people might have recognised from the week before, taking on Buddy Franklin, yeah, he's got which a, is bold. Yeah, He's got something about him. I, I don't know if it's working. I mean, he took on Buddy and Buddy kicked eight goals <laughs> and then he, he tried the same crap against Hawthorne. We won by 38 points. So, I don't know. Well, you've got to make a name for yourself somehow, don't you? Well, if you can't be in a good team, then why not? Just do anything you can, I guess. Uh, we heard from Stalking Hawk, who said, Hardwick, Burton, Howe, all getting amongst it. Promising signs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the young brigade That's is, the stuff we're looking for. Yeah, it's, they're doing pretty well. Um, I've, I find, with our wins this year, it's when the veterans meet them and step up themselves is when we're winning these games. Well, the veterans look better when the young boys are, you know, providing something as well. It means they can't be as heavily marked. Well, yeah. And Burgoyne yeah, did true. have a very good game. Mm. Uh, now, I saw this tweet from Jake Smith. It wasn't sent to us, but I did find it amusing. Uh, he tweeted, Just told my six-year-old about the growing Hawthorne injury list. And this is a quote. At least we still have Tommy Mitchell and Burton, he said. Smart boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to yeah, see. Yeah, how good is the Tom Mitchell trade looking now? Oh, mate. That is something. Because we've gone over this. But, I mean, so much heat is put yeah, on O'Meara. pick 14. We said pick 10 last week. Oh, so it was pick 14. Well, so much is made about O'Meara and whether he's going to get back on the park. But, I mean, it's it's just, it it, it detracts from such a great pickup. Well, already made top five midfielder straight into the lineup. First season for the club. Mm. I mean, it only gets better as far as I'm concerned. So, look forward to that. Now, uh, have you got a song for Tommy yet? (laughs) I don't think we have a song. Well, we didn't have one for Sam. Didn't you? No, at N10. Something doesn't rhyme with Mitchell. Apparently. <laughs> well, you come up with a rhyme for Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You're stumped already. <laughs> no, nah, we, we never found a Titchell. good one. Titchell. 
<laughs> we never found a good one for uh, for Sam, and I think we're struggling with Tom. We have one for for we have one for Omira if he ever gets back out there. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. We've already given him a couple of digs. You better let him let it yeah, slide I, now. I should, I should let it slide. Um, no, a lot of the plays. It's hard because. The songs are usually reserved for the guys who kick goals. Yeah. So you've got to get a sniff in front of You don't of have goal. one for Frawley then? <laughs> no. What about don't. when Gibbo kicked that magnificent goal? Uh, <laughs> I think it goes, we haven't got a song. We haven't got a song. <laughs> Gibbo! <laughs> that's, oh, the, well, the, that's something we can all get involved with. <laughs> that's the generic go-to, we haven't got a song song. Um, but no, it's, I, I will say... Uh, look out for Shawnee Burgoyne moving forward and kicking a goal because when that happens, M10 erupts. That's when you want to be in standing room for yeah. M10. Now, just, you know, this crowd involvement stuff. Have you yeah. heard about what they're doing down at um, Geelong? Oh, no. This is terrific. Okay. You're going to love this. It's called Kicking for Chicken. <laughs> okay. Well, here I thought that nothing could top Siren Gate, but this? Kicking for ch- Kicking for Chicken? Is kicking, that right? Kicking for Chicken, sponsored okay. by KFC. <laughs> no. Um, it's part of the uh, health initiative down there. Yep. And uh, if their opposition kick out on the full from yeah. a set shot within the inside within inside fifty, okay, goes out on the full in the last quarter, down at skilled. How specific is this competition? Yeah, well, I read the I read the the yeah. full terms and conditions. Right. There are seven KFC outlets that will provide five hundred Zinger burgers. <laughs> Okay. To bearers of tickets and memberships. This is bizarre. This is really strange. So three and a half thousand zingers, as long as one of the dogs, I think it's tomorrow night, kicks out on the full in the last quarter from a set shot. (laughs) Isn't that terrific? I was trying to think of what Hawthorne could do. Okay. You know. Sorry, I just need to jump in. I never thought in my life I'd say KFC is cooked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they, this is something else. Okay, let's let's hear your ideas. You got any ideas for what Hawthorne could do? Because um, you remember we had the hovercraft back in the day. Yeah. Well, if say all right, say Poppy takes a screamer. Yep. You get popcorn chicken. <laughs> so it's still so it's still a KFC related promotion. Yeah. Sean Sean Marker's kicks one from outside fifty. You get a free insole. I don't know. <laughs> You'd want him to kick two, though, so that's a little bit harder. <laughs> Langford, if he gets a clean disposal, you get a $200 target voucher. <laughs> <laughs> burgers for burgers. No, <laughs> I mean, what an, I'm upset with myself that you beat me to that. It's, it's the most glaring one there is. Oh, boy. Okay, well, where were we? Bloody hell, mate! We move on. Let's go with uh, let's go with some more Twitter comments. Um, <laughs> we we had a couple that were quite critical of one player in particular. It's been a running theme this season. Can you dare imagine who who I, I might be talking about at this junction? Uh, was it Langers? No, it wasn't Langers. We heard from Paul and Bobby first. Paul said, "How many times can you fit Drop Gibson into a tweet?" Oh, for, yeah. Well, he did get caught cold a couple of times. Mate, if there was a market for that, I'd be putting money on it. It happens every game. The only question is which quarter it happens in. <laughs> well, uh, probably the third. Maybe that can be a crowd interaction. Maybe it could be. It could be. <laughs> Sponsored by KFC. Just having a lay at the end of it. Anyway. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't that bad. And uh, No, no. Well, is he, he, and is he getting It that? looked like they were going to play him into form. He um he came out in an interview during the week where he, he kind of actually acknowledged that his um start to the year was fairly poor, but he seems to think he's getting better. So, look, I mean, that's something positive, I guess. Josh Gibson, everyone, calm down. He's Gibson, Gibson knows he's out of yeah. form. I, maybe we shouldn't keep on rubbing it in, but then again, I don't know. Look, Bobby said Josh Gibson could get caught holding the ball while taking a kick in. <laughs> Did you see my reply to that? And it what was gold. your reply? Oh, oh, was it? Absolutely. You're getting a bit too big for your gold. boots now. You, you've had your KFC moment, <laughs> and now you think you're just hilarious. National Geographic, I said. It's like a National Geographic special, <laughs> and you're just waiting for a line to take him down. Oh, perfect. Yeah. What a cool. That's, that's comedy esque. <laughs> Tell you what, I thought I was going to be the Channel 7 superstar. Jeez, <laughs> you might whisk in before me. 
Uh, now let's get to another tweet from Jared Butcher. This one gets a little more serious, Tiz. If we have to trade some currency to secure decent draft picks, mm. who do you think we'd be willing to let go of? Ooh. Now, they all talk about Cyril, because, um, but he his trade... Are we, are we his, seriously talking about Cyril, well, though? his currency is going to be affected by PCL. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, in this year's marketplace, yeah, probably not a good idea to put Cyril on the table. Well, who else? Well, I don't know, but I wouldn't start, with, move, a, uh, I wouldn't start with a guy who is missing 12 weeks with a serious injury. You know, that's his price is going to go down, surely. Well, you're only looking at Birchall... Ruffy. Well, Bert, well, I guess signatures don't mean anything these days, contracts. I mean, Birchall we just signed. Mm. So, so you would have to imagine he's Bruce, in our plans. And Bruce was signed as well. So yeah. I don't know. It's almost like we do need to start bringing in some people to, to up their currency. You know, play them into some decent form. Make them seem a bit better than they actually are. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they are. Sorry, I, is this Sean Magers? I'm shirking the question. I'm I'm completely moving past it because they actually asked me in the Channel Seven interview in the, in those series of questions. Who do you want to sell? Yeah, they literally said, "Who would you like to see moved on from your club at the end of the year?" Wow. Yeah, and I, I was I sat That's there. As a Hawthorne supporter, you don't really have a go-to. Uh, well, it's it's not necessarily just that, but. We don't like, hate on our players as I, greatly as the other clubs. I sat in silence for a long time contemplating this. So I just, I didn't want to say anyone. Like, it took me a while to think of anyone. And then I didn't want to say him. Mm. And then, you know, the, the producer looked at me and she's like... Did you just mention an assistant coach? Because they move on anyway. <laughs> no, she's like, you can pass if you want. I'm like, yeah, that's a cruel question. I'm not going to say that on TV. That That seems really mean. If you want to talk about other clubs, I'll say who they can get rid of. Yeah. But... No, I'm not doing that on what would would probably be national TV. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awful. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, not that my opinion means too much, but it's just, why would I want to I do mean, that? I mean, I was disappointed when they chucked Litherland. Really? Were you? Yeah. They killed Eddie Betts that <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Jesus, one accolade. Uh. You've clung to it so tightly. <laughs> um, who... Who would we get rid of at the moment? It's really difficult. Well, it's one of those blokes. One of the blokes is... Um, Done it all for the club and is prepared to move on. Yeah. And we've got someone waiting in the wings to take his spot. I think uh, I think the answer to that reveals itself over like the next two or three weeks, personally. Oh, it'll play out over the whole year. but Oh, um, well, yeah, but I mean, it becomes more clear in the immediate I mean, term. it was interesting that uh, Brisbane have said to Shaki, listen, mm. we need to know whether you're staying or going. By yeah. the by. Yeah, I was going to say he has to make that call immediately, yeah. doesn't he? And do you think they're going to play him after that? Is it going to be like <laughs> Richmond who didn't bother playing Vickery once he sort of made it clear that he wasn't yeah. going to play? The same thing happened with Henderson and Carlton. Yeah. So, um... It's pretty interesting times. And Shaqy's not playing well. Like, his form's no. terrible. He got dropped this week. What do you think of our team this week? What do I think of our team? Well, let's let's look at the outs. All right, so the outs are not great. They're <laughs> all forced. They're, They're all, forced. all forced. Rioli suffered a high-grade PCL injury. That's going to see him miss between 8 to 12 weeks. Pretty devastating stuff, that one. Uh, meanwhile, Stratton's injured his knee. He's going to be gone for 4 to 6. James Frawley is going to miss up to 8 weeks with something called turf toe. It sounds so... It sounds so innocuous. innocuous. No, 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 just <laughs> and Fitzpatrick, I believe, is was he was he the fourth player we have out? Yeah, so he got a yep. ink up the concussion. And yeah, yeah, as we mentioned earlier on in the program, that'll see him miss this week. Uh, so we had four changes basically, four forced changes. A lot of talk on Twitter this week. At I got Hawk three Talk out of Pod. the four right. Yeah, there you go. A lot of people were speculating what exactly we were going to do. Uh, I mean, the most pessimistic view was our season's done. Um, Isn't it? Well, I guess it is. No. Okay. Unless they change. See you next week. <laughs> Unless they no. change the rules. Well, well, anything's possible at the moment. Bloody wild card rule. Oh, Jesus, give me a spell. Did you get your head around that yet? Uh, look, I've not read into it properly in depth, but if it is what I think it is, I hate it. Well, you can finish. I hate it. Don't, do not reward mediocrity. That's basically where well, that's what the draft I'm system. Say. We reward mediocrity for years. Oh, in yeah, the draft system. I know. Well, I've always thought it should be a lottery. It should be a lottery, Tiz. Well, it, it still is in a, in a way. It's not like <laughs> it's not like the basketball in the US. 
Tiz, I know you've got the team in front of you. Give us the ins for this week. So, Caden Brand comes in. Okay, yep. Taylor Duray. Yep. And Brendan Whitecross. Okay. They'll all be playing behind the ball, you'd imagine. Yep. And then in for Cyril. Oh. The big Specifically tie. Cyril. The big tie. The the, uh, the new look, Tyrone Vickery. <laughs> the new, yeah, the new yeah. look. I tell you what. Version 1.1. He won't be the first player to cut his hair and turn into a much better player. Look, it's a reverse Samson, isn't it? Yeah, the, re- the reverse Samson. <laughs> like his his power wasn't in his hair. Yeah. In fact, all he needed to do was cut it loose and his power was unlocked. <laughs> but I tell you what, Tiz, mark my words. Well, it's worked for uh, Ruffy. Got rid of the mullet. Yep. yep. Perfect. I tell you, this weekend, you'll see, Tiz, there'll be at least one gentleman around Melbourne. He'll walk into his local salon. <laughs> He'll look straight at the hairdresser and go, give me the vicary. <laughs> give me the vicary. <laughs> Shuey did it as well. Yeah, came that's in true. with the new haircut for the grand final. What do you think of um, Vickery's new look? I, I was um, talking to my girlfriend, and she it, says it ages him twenty years. It's oh, <laughs> a bit a rough. Bit harsh. <laughs> he does look like he's an expert in taxation now. But <laughs> we were joking about this before. Did you say he's like a door-to-door salesman? <laughs> You'd shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh. uh, the other players I had in mind that have had a haircut and yep. suddenly spurred their career on were... Okay. Uh, I didn't realise the file was so extensive. Yeah, yeah. Please Shane Wawoden took him to a brown loan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did he do something to his hair after that? Because that would explain a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the next one is a little bit iffy. I mean, Ben Cousins, he obviously <laughs> he shaved his head for other reasons, but was still a very good player. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. What a minefield of a conversation we've wandered into. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. Please tweet at us. Yeah, at Hawk Talk Pod is the place to go. So there um there are inns, White Cross, Duray, Brand, and a new look Vickery. Now uh we anticipated obviously with those forced outs that um there were gonna be changes. Need four guys to come in. How are you feeling about those those guys? What, the confidence level? Yeah, have have has the club made the right move in your eyes, or what's what's the consensus here? Well, there was a lot of chat that Willsmore would be coming in, maybe Sicily or Stewart, and they've they've gone for experience, and you can understand why. It's mm. because we're on bloody prime time, <laughs> and if we put in a terrible effort, it's going to look shocking. Do you really think that plays on their minds? Yeah, because it involves um, next year and yeah. our fixture yeah. and our fixturing. Okay. And whether we'll be getting prime TV coverage and sponsors, right. etc. So if you don't put up now yeah. against Collingwood on a Saturday night, which is great for our sponsors, yeah. it's going to be terrible next year when we lose those spots, you see? So I don't doubt your logic. I'm just, I'd be amazed if that was ever a consideration. Oh, no, it definitely would be. Yeah. You've got to be competitive. You can't just dog it. Well, well, I'd say that every week. I just didn't think there were special considerations given to a particular night against a particular team. But, you know, it all makes sense. Well, you look at GWS, they had their first Friday night football game. They were talking that up like it was the holy grail for them. Well, yeah, that's true. During the week, many people feared that um, Sicily might be recalled to be stationed down back. Did you know a lot of oh, people he, he worried about that? Oh, he might be in late. Might be in late. Oh, uh, yeah, he might be. Is he emergency, is he? Yes. Who else have we got in the emergencies? Uh, so our emergencies this week, uh, Cade Stewart, James Sisley yep. and Kurt Headley, who would be playing his third game, I think, for Hawthorne if he got selected. Okay. Is it probably time to select him at this point? I mean, our backs are seriously depleted. Well, it, it, there's not a lot of tall timber at Collingwood. Yeah. Especially in the forward line. So they've got a Mosquito fleet up there, and we'll have to be aware, but uh, they've got Mason Cox, of course, who's massive. Uh, I'm waiting for someone like Darcy Moore to kick five or six goals. You're a little bit pessimistic this week, eh? Uh, it, t- it all really depended on those injuries. And that, like the diagnosis for each was quite heavy to take in. Yeah, it is a long time. But, yeah. um, but those boys know they've got the opportunity now. It's not like it's going to be well, yeah. two weeks. It's going to be a, a long period. It's a funny old season because I have said in the course of this season on this podcast, I'm impatient for the future to arrive. And then a you know a few key blokes all at once get key injuries, and we're forced mm. to bring in some some fresh faces that we don't see that much. And 
I don't know. I seem to be but a bit pessimistic. We, have we really been disappointed by the fresh faces? Not really. Uh no. No, no, I, I no, I haven't been. Um I, I think, think the coaching's been excellent I, in providing I think, for the young fellas. I think some of my frustration has been um you know, the likes of uh you know, maybe it's time Heathley got given a go. Um, and Willsmore, as we've covered, I'm sick of Willsmore being hyped up only to not make the team. Cade Stewart, I, I really felt like it was going to be his year and we're just not seeing him. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, but as we've covered, you can't just chuck all the kids in at once. That's disastrous. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't be too bad to see some more young guns getting a go. And the, this spate of injuries, it's forced our hand. We've had to try some things, which, you know, and I am still impatient for the future to arrive. And I, I want it, you know, this is a crystal ball moment where we're seeing what could happen with Hawthorne in 2018. Because I'll tell you what's happening with 2017. Not much. <laughs> That's my opinion. I'm sorry. It's, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I know there are going to be some supporters frustrated by it, but look, it's, it's time to look ahead. We knew that when we lost so badly earlier on in the season that we needed to start looking ahead, and this has confirmed it. Ah, it's awfully bleak. Um, no, it doesn't have to be. <clears throat> no, it doesn't have to be. No, it's, look, it's fun. You look at the idea of... Um, you take, for instance, uh, Ryan Burton and Blake Hardwick and... Yeah, great and a shit team. <laughs> Who wants to watch that? Oh, well, I'm enjoying seeing them run around. <laughs> and we're not that... Hey, we're not that terrible at the moment. I'm only... I'm, look... My forecast is bleak. Mm. The fact remains, we've won the like three of the last four. Get over Collingwood. I think Who what knows? you're talking about is is growing pains. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just and then again at the end of the year, a lot of these champs are going to be walking out the door. Well, that's right. I mean, and so we've got to get their knowledge and their yeah IP across to our young kids in game. I just feel like you know at the start of the year when we were being beaten pretty soundly. There was a, a very uncomfortable admission of growing pains. And then we started to win a bit. And, and, and it's almost like just fate has crawled us and gone, no, you will have to suffer <laughs> through this. <laughs> like, it's for your own good, Hawthorne. Well, we've talked about how, how many more games these players have had than other teams in the comp. Yeah. And yep. so this is just a... But I, <laughs> I mean... The first time Cyril plays down there in ages, and this happens, and it, and we, it did look like a terrible up. decision on his part. I mean, we brought that up last week. You know, he never plays Tassie, and then he finally does. Yeah, oh, it just didn't go our way. Um, well, as long as I'm being bleak, well, I want to know where you stand. Like, do you back us in this week, or what do you reckon? Uh, the potential for a thumping's there, but you know, Collingwood aren't that great. As a, as in a potential for us to be thumped. Yeah. Because we've got so many yeah, young players in defence there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a new-look Vickery in, in a new-look Hawthorne. Yeah, um, and they'll be gunning for us. I mean, yeah, it's it's been an emotional week for Collingwood. Yeah, it's always interesting to see how clubs, what they do with that, yeah. what, what a footy team can do. And they had such a close loss last week. It, it feels like that kind of thing where you reckon Bucks is going to somehow just eke out a win. To, to keep a faint pulse. Keep the wolf from the door. Yeah, it just seems like one of those weeks and we might be a victim of that. I don't know. It just Football has a very limited number of stories, don't you find? <laughs> oh, really? Win or loss or draw? <laughs> no, just um, as far as the media is concerned and constructing narratives for teams, coaches and players, there seems to be a very limited supply of stories. And a, a great story is coaches under the pump. This is their last chance and... They pull something. Oh, it's your out. last chance every week. Yeah. Well, yeah, but eventually, every it, it every tips game's an ultimatum way. on a on a player or a team or a yeah coach or. But um, but I feel like with Collingwood, it has to tip the other way eventually. That's well, the thing. I do feel that their fans are getting sick of it. No, oh, well, I've, I've got no sympathy for them. They were sold a pup, weren't they? <laughs> well, it's been enjoyable to watch. I mean, have you really? not, have you not enjoyed it? Well, not really. I yeah. Oh, you got you soft on Collingwood. I, I don't have that kind of Schadenfreude. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, listeners. Not for a whole club, maybe for a couple of players. Okay, well, who, who, which players in Collingwood do you not Actually, like? Actually, I do have for one club. Okay. Melbourne. Really? Yeah, still harbour the grudge. <laughs> From the merger days? Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Critical point in my development. 
<laughs> what about Geelong? Nah, no. Nah. No? No. Wow. But Chappie, can't stand him. Uh, yeah, okay. No, that's fair enough. That's still really peculiar. No, I've got a number of clubs. This has yeah, been documented. North. Yeah, North is top of the list, but... <laughs> God, there's been. I reckon every week I come up with a new a club. It's my least favourite. <laughs> the one we're playing. Yeah, generally. Well, I, ha- I yeah, have to. I guess it aids the rant, right? It does aid the rant. I have to cut a promo each week, Tiz. I have to get angry <laughs> with the club. You can bet your ass. Oh, here we go. Got a pro wrestling style promo. Has, has for the, the music started yet? Well, I reckon the music would have started by now. <laughs> I'm not promising anything. <laughs> well, I will promise. Is Collingwood's going down? I'm going to issue this one straight to the coach himself. Hey, Bucks. What's black, white, and red all over? An embarrassed Collingwood outfit that'll blush when it's crushed in the talons of the mighty Hawks. And you have my word, it's going to be brutal. It ain't going to be anything like last week when the Giants saw a bunch of winged magpies twitching on the sidewalk and decided to toy with them for a while, giving them false hope of some miraculous recovery right up until the dying seconds of the game. No, (laughs) that's not how it's going to go down this Saturday night. Because you see, we're just better than that, Bucks. We're the bigger club. And so very soon, you won't have to suffer. Hawthorne's going to do the humane thing and put you down. Yes, we're the club that puts an end to all the speculation over your job once and for all. And I'll tell you how we're going to do it. Hawthorne's going to knee your boys in the gold sacks, smack their side bottoms until they can't take any more, and your days as coach are all but done. Yeah, that's right. Four player puns in a row. That's how little I respect your club, Buckley. And now that the media circus has died down, let me tell you a little something. It actually doesn't make a difference if Scott Pendlebury plays or not. See, us Hawks fans, we don't fear his 40-plus disposal games. In fact, it's actually amusing how one player can do so much and have so little impact on the end result. And as for little Pendle Jr., well, he's entered the world with very few teeth, whining and screaming complete gibberish. Say, a perfect fit for your so-called Collingwood Army, I reckon. Hell, maybe Pendles Jr. would be a better candidate to lead the club at this point. Now, here's a tip, though. Maybe this time, you should note the word success in the phrase succession plan. Just a thought. But let's bring it back to you, Bucks. Let's talk about Saturday night, 7.25 at the MCG. It's going to be you in the hot seat. Only it won't be Eddie asking the questions. It's going to be Hawthorne. And not for the first time in your miserable coaching career, you won't have the answers. Oh, poor Bucks. My poor Bucks. Give it a rest. <laughs> what are you talking about? He takes over a premiership team and, you know, nothing. Well, he's gifted the world and, and squanders it. That's basically what you said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why should I have any sympathy for him? Uh, the great thing is when Hawthorne did that, we got another premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what we do. It's the the clock is ticking. The competition doesn't realise it. They're too busy savouring Hawthorne being down the towards the bottom end of the ladder. What they don't know is there's a clock hanging over the whole competition uh-huh. and it's counting down to the next Hawthorne Premiership. When's it going to happen? Who knows? Is it going to happen? You're damn right. Now, did you find out what uh, Scott Pendlebury's boy is called? Joffa? <laughs> no, not Joffa. Uh, Jax. Jax. How's yeah. his, is that J-A-X? J-A-X, yeah. I don't mind that, actually. Mm. Jax Pendlebury. Yeah. Sounds like something out of a J.K. Rowling book. Yeah, Hungry Jax, I guess. Well, he will be, being that young. Oh, oh. <laughs> there we go. What's with you and the, the brand deals? We've got KFC and Hungry Jax in the same podcast. If you would like to sponsor the Hawk <laughs> Dog podcast. <laughs> Are we there yet? Uh, that's that's what I want to ask. Uh, I don't know. Maybe our listeners can help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. How about that, Tiz? Would yeah. that be a good idea? Yeah. Jump on iTunes, rate and review us. Give us the five-star reviews. Um, it's going well. People seem to like what we do. I don't know why. But <laughs> they nevertheless, are rating us very well. You can too. What we'd love for you to do as well is jump on the Twitter page as well, at HawkTalkPod. And uh, yeah, hit us and up And the with pod you. will be early next week. Course. Yes, yeah, I should mention that. This one indeed was late, which was a bit, um, yeah, slightly controversial considering we, we did a poll at the start of the week asking when people would like it and then just happened to ignore it out of circumstance, <laughs> listeners, not deliberately. Yeah, let's, out of let's circumstance. just tell them we, uh, we recorded earlier in the week. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. We did try. And then we saw the injury list. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, yeah, once that was announced, the extent of these injuries, it changed 
I think for a lot of supporters, this is true as well. It changed the outlook of the season. Yeah. It started to look a lot more bleak than people expected. But let's hope so, we're wrong. Because oh, yeah. obvi- there's not, they're obviously not panicking down there. No? No, well, I, they can't afford to panic. I mean, I, I don't. It, uh, if there is any scope for panic, it doesn't start just yet. And Carlo's tipping Vickery to kick six. Is that right? Yep. Well, hello, Carlo. <laughs> Thanks for that tip. Vickery to kick six. To kick six. Well, I, you have my sign sealed and delivered guarantee, Carlo. If he does, well, I'll, got, be, I'll be giving you a shout-out on next week's pod. two slightly tall backmen at Collingwood, so yeah. he should be all right. And they don't have Reed this week either. No, he's out, but he's replaced by Trelaw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think look, I think we're a chance, but I don't, I'm not sure about the prognosis for the rest of our season. They had a hard game. And they, they did, and they couldn't run over GWS without two players. Yeah, that well, that's pretty damning, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Look. Anyway, we'll know after the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, we will. The superstitious footy fan in me says that this is the game that Bucks finally, you know. Throws in the towel? No, I was going to say relieves the pressure oh, on himself damn. for one second. <laughs> but but the realist in me says that we're a good chance here. And um, I'll be there. I'll absolutely be there. Singing your heart out. Oh, yeah, as always, in M10, standing. Uh, I'm actually, it's a, it's a super Saturday, Tiz, because I'm seeing St Kilda in Sydney with a girlfriend as well. Oh, well, that actually, day. I'll be across the road before the game watching the VFL. Oh, who are we playing? We're playing Collingwood in the VFL over well, the road. Well, that makes at, sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, at the Lexus Centre. Oh, okay, there so you go. So you can head down there from quarter to four. Okay, so, so quarter to four. So it's a double header. Okay, wow. Like, that's, uh, it might be a super, super Saturday for me. <laughs> I'll come from Etihad Stadium, yeah. I'll get to the Lexus Centre, and then I'll go across the MCG. And they'll collapse through sheer exhaustion by the end of it. All right, so you're tipping Hawthorne? Um, no. The, no? Wow, I thought I had you read there. I thought I had you worked out. I thought you were tipping Hawthorne. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't tip Hawthorne with all those champions out. It's okay. almost disrespectful. All right. You just seen that. You seem to be having a go at me for being so pessimistic, and then you turn around and tip against well, us. Well, I don't think we'll win, but we won't get killed. All right. I guess we'll see what happens. I, th- I think we're a sneaky chance, as always. Still back us in after all this time. What a fool. How did we beat <laughs> Melbourne? <laughs> it's just one of those questions that answers itself, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that'll do us, I think, with this week, Tiz, unless you've got anything else to add. Oh, Dan Howe for first goal. How about that? Dan Howe for first goal. We heard it here first, folks. Jeez, we've got Vickery for six and Dan Howe for first goal. Oh, it's like a... <laughs> Jackpot, if that comes. <laughs> well, there you go. Put some money on it. Or don't and, and, <laughs> and keep it, to be honest. Well, you got to remember, we'll have changed our tactics without those players in the side. So Collingwood won't know what to expect. And yeah, Dan Howe, full forward. And, of course, that'll be the excuse for Buckley <laughs> because um, he didn't know how we would set up. So uh, <laughs> I, I certainly hope you're right. Anyway, that'll do us for this week. Uh, We'll be back early next week because that's what the people want. People power rules. They've asked for the podcast to come earlier in the week, so we'll do our best to deliver that. Thanks for being on board again. Thanks for listening. And we are a happy team at Hawthorne.